Praise God for everybody. Uh, thank you, Jay, for uh, the reading of the word. If you have your Bibles, if you could stay in 1 John, that same chapter 2, uh, 1 John chapter 2, and we're going to look at some verses there um, in our sermon. Uh, this week, starting today in this sermon and uh, Monday through Friday of this week, we're going to be focusing on a theme. So this sermon is actually kicking off uh, the theme for our Monday through Friday devotional time. Uh, the cure for Christian athe atheism. Uh, the cure for Christian uh, atheism. And if I was giving a subject just for today's message, it would be living like there is no God. Uh, living like there is no God. Uh, again, 1 John 2, 3 through 11. And I will tell you, if you do plan to join us Monday through Friday, uh, reading this second chapter is an entirety uh, would be an advantage for us in our discussions that we have on Monday through Friday evenings. And uh, again, I do want to say thank you for Estelle for her Saturday Bible study presentation as well. We're trying to make sure that we are providing for you opportunities to grow even while we're in this pandemic. Um, but today, again, living as if there is no God. When you say Christian and you say atheism or an atheist, that seems to be such an oxymoron. It can't be the same thing. Why are you putting these two words together? But I am convinced that Christian atheism is uh, everywhere. Uh, there are Christian atheists in the Catholic Church, in the Episcopal Church, uh, in the Baptist Church, in the Methodist Church, non-denominational church, apostolic, Pentecostal, Church of God in Christ. There are uh, Christian atheists uh, everywhere. Matter of fact, one of the major problems that I believe that's in the church today is that we have a whole lot of Christian uh, atheists. Uh, you can find Christian atheists in seminaries. You can find them in universities, large or small. It can be Christian or public or just a private university. You can see them in every age, from teenagers to millenniums to uh, Generation X to seniors to baby boomers. Uh, they are Christian atheists in every age group. You can see Christian, uh, they are in every race, black, white, mix, uh, green, blue, whatever color you are. Uh, you are, uh, they are Christian atheists. You can see them in any occupation. The occupation can be white collar, blue collar, uh, uh, self-employed, uh, essential or non-essential. There are Christian atheists. Matter of fact, you can be a Christian atheist and uh, even read your Bible regularly, and still yet you could be a Christian atheist. I even in myself see uh, atheism uh, uh, in me. Uh, Sometimes it flares up and I see it in myself. I'm working on it. I'm better than it was. Uh, but Christian atheism is, is living your life as you believe there is no God. How could that be, Pastor? 
uh, isn't a Christian supposed to believe in God? Absolutely. We're to believe in God. Um, but I want to share this with you. Just like the coronavirus has attacked our nation and the globe, um, Christian atheism is a pandemic as well. Matter of fact, it has, it's larger than uh, the coronavirus, and it has fast spread faster, and it's a spiritual pandemic. And uh, I'm not totally convinced and not sure that part of the reason why we're quarantined is God wants us to really address the atheism in our Christian journey. Uh, it's hard to recognize when you are a Christian atheist. Christians are supposed to know God. But look at the text. In verse 4, uh, I'm reading from the Living Translation, but it says, if someone claims they know God but doesn't obey God's commands, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. Um, there are so many comparisons I could use here. We, there are many Christians who are not following the commands of God. They're not living the commands of God. They're not obeying the commands of God. They're not walking the commands of God. And so John here says that if you somewhat call yourself a Christian, and yet the commands of God seems to be disobeyed, he says you're a liar. Uh, um, so I won't tell you to tell your neighbor they're a liar. Uh, but 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 this this is a moment where I would because this text is teaching us that a Christian works at obeying the commands of God. And if we look at the world that we live in, there is a, a there is not much difference between the sinner and the Christian in many people in our lives. And so this text tells us we are to obey. Let me give you an example. Jesus himself says the great commands, the two best, most important commandments is to love God with all we got, and then to love our neighbor as we would love ourselves. We could clearly say there's people we don't like, we hate, we can't stand, they get on our nerves. We don't even attempt to love them, uh, but yet he says those are the great commands. Look, in verse 5 teaches us in this text, uh, he teaches us here that those who obey God's word really show completely how they love him. So therefore, isn't it interesting that our actions are supposed to show how we love God, not the actions of, of attending church or giving to church, uh, but the action of absolutely living our lives as if we he matters to us and the question comes i'm not convinced among christendom that even jesus even matters to us i'm not saying he's not on our top 20 list but he is clearly not number one and actually truthfully jesus doesn't really care about being on our top 10 list he wants to be the list that every action, every activity, it looks like we are acquainted with him. Verse 6 in this text teaches us 
that those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Last week and the week before, uh, we have been talking Monday through Friday on the, in the evenings about Jesus challenging us in the Great Commission to make disciples, in essence, to mentor people, to pour our lives into folks and do life with them and share our lives with them. And we would try to do everything else other than that. Yet when Jesus came and started his mission, the first assignment he did was he picked up 12 people to hang out with and pour his life into. Listen, are we really living as Christians or are we really Christian atheists living as if there really is uh, no God? Uh, Gallup, Gallup poll did uh, a polling recently where they asked Americans right on the street, did they believe that there was a God or a spiritual being? 90% of Americans said they believe that there is a God or there was some type of spiritual or universe spiritual God being. Yet our culture doesn't indicate that 89% believes in God. Matter of fact, our church culture doesn't even believe that 89%, does it really look like 89% um, believe in God? Here's our problem, and, and, and we're gonna share here, I have four points and then I'll be done, four points. Point number one, some Christians believe God historically. Historically, they believe God from a historical standpoint. Um, they went to church as a child. They went to Sunday school. They heard the stories. They learned the lessons. They know the story of the prodigal son. They know the story of Lazarus. They know the stories of God. They know the history of God, but they don't know God. They know the history, but they, his, they know him historically, but they don't know him intimately. They don't know him closely. They don't know him in a current uh, in the current events of their lives, they just know him from an historical standpoint. They know what their grandmother taught them. They know what their Sunday school teachers taught them. Uh, they know him maybe by what Reverend Odom or Reverend Washington or Reverend Ellis taught them, but they don't have a current experience, a current event that they know God. They know God historically. And I'm going to tell you that if only the way you know God historically, you will never, ever be the person that God is calling you and challenging you and wanting to transform you into be if you just know the stories of God or the history of God. Then there are secondly, there secondly, there are people who know God by reputation. Uh, they know him by reputation. Uh, they know him secondhand. Uh, it's secondhand information. Now, let me see if I can help you out. Uh, I know, uh, I know, and, and, and don't blast him in your house because I mentioned him, but I know Mike Pence. Never met Mike Pence, never shook Mike Pence's hand. Uh, but I know Mike Pence. I know Mike Pence because I had a friend who worked in the office of Mike Pence. And so he tells me, he has told me about Mike Pence, told me about his wife, told me about his children, told me many things about Mike Pence. And so therefore, I know Mike Pence only by 
reputation. I'm never meal. Too many Christians, because they are lazy in reading the word, they don't have time to spend time with God. Prayer is almost like something they do only when they're in trouble. So you know God only by reputation. You hear the stories of people in the church talk about God. You know testimonies about God that could be even current, but you only really know him by the reputation of him. You know he's good. You know he's been a good God, but you can't even really say that you have asked God to do anything in your own life and he came through. You you don't know him by reputation. You know him only by his reputation and the reputation of someone else. Well, the third way you can many Christians know God is they know him by memories. Uh you once had a relationship with him. Uh, but through time, just because of busyness, just because of your career, you lost track of God. You remember once he given uh, his grace being poured upon your life. There was a time you remember his goodness and his love and his kindness that has been towards you. You could testify to about 20 years ago how God delivered you out of a situation, but you don't have no current testimony. God hasn't done anything for you recently because not because he has moved, but you have moved. You have been so busy. You have been so trying. You have been so career focused. You have been going up the ladder, knowing people, gaining a reputation, every, getting names, dropping names, that you have forgotten who God is. That is God that had opened the door. It is God that got you through college. It is God that made a way out of nowhere. It's God that put you in places that you know you should not have been, but you have forgotten. God. So the only way you really know God is from the memories of what he's done for you uh, years ago. Uh, my wife had a boss uh, that used to tell you all the time, anytime you talk to him, about something that happened 20 years ago. He was a sickening individual. It's like he knew nothing current. It was always something that happened 10, 15, 20 years ago. And you'd be looking at him like, dude, wake up. This is a whole new day. We're, you're talking about something else. It's almost like uh, 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 my father, uh, when we was trying to clear out uh, some things out of his house, my dad had every television he ever owned. Uh, they were either up in the house or they were in the basement, not used. 11 televisions. He said, man, these are antiques. I said, dad, they're not antiques. They don't want them. Those are, we are living in a computerized age. No one wants them old TVs. It took me forever to convince him that those old analogs with the big old boxes were not going to make it. Uh, no one's going to take it. No one's going to buy it. Nobody wants the TV. You have an analog testimony and we're in a computer age. God is trying to do something different new in your life. And you still talk about in 1992, God made a way in 1995. I want to know what has God done for you in the epidemic? What has God done for you in 2020? What kind of focus does God given you today. Don't give me a memory of God. You ought to have a fresh experience. Don't tell me when you got baptized. What has God done for you today? 
Is there anybody here that knows that God has made a way? He woke me up today. I have an experience. Just last week, he made a way out of no way. Just last month, God has sustained me. Listen, listen, I have a, I got a little touch of claustrophobia. Being stuck in the house, I should have lost my mind. But it was God that has kept me. It is God that has took care of me. And it's God that has made us not go cuckoo over cocoa puff being stuck in the house. Praise be unto God. You have a memory of God. And listen, if you are only know God from history, you know the stories of God, or you only know him through reputation from someone else, or you once had a relationship, but the relationship now is strained because you've been always was busy and all that. I want to share this with you. You are a Christian atheist, if not an atheist, because you are living your life as if you do not believe that God exists. What does God want? God wants to know you intimately. Oh, right now, right where you are, right in this epidemic, God wants to know you intimately. Yesterday, I was, uh, uh, Kennedy is uh, on the journey of learning to drive. Praise God. Thank you, God. But God, pray for me, Lord. I need your help uh, in case when she hit them brakes kind of hard. Um, uh, she doesn't go too fast, but uh, sometimes I think she thinks she's driving Miss Daisy because uh, uh, she's going real slow, but she likes hitting the brakes hard. But we was driving yesterday, and I asked Kennedy a question. I said, Kennedy, what is this teaching you? And uh, she gave me her points about uh, she thinks it's teaching us to be content, uh, which is a great, absolutely. But you know what? I think one of the most a uh, uh, large thing, one of the biggest things that this uh, quarantine has taught us. Uh, I told Kennedy this yesterday. John Piper said that God is giving us the greatest altar call ever in history. God is wanting us to stop. God is wanting us to bow down and get to know him. And even some of us won't even in the quarantine spend time with Jesus. We're, we'll spend more time on Netflix and shopping on Amazon and anything else versus spending time with him. He says, I want to, I want you to know him and want to know me. Look at verse five. He said, but those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. This is how we know we are living in him. That's verse five. He's saying in verse five, he's telling us, listen, you want to know how to live in me? He said, I'm trying to show you here. And in verse nine, he said, if anyone claims I'm living in the light, but you hate stuff or hate a believer, that person is still living in darkness. Uh, God wants you to know that he got a new command, which is found in verse seven. And to love one another is the same message you heard before. He is wanting love to be the primary purpose, the primary focus, the primary uh, focus of our lives. Who are we loving? How do they know we love them if you are keeping things to yourself? And how can we really love if we don't even know Jesus? But, you know, we know of him, but we don't know him. And let's be honest with us, yourself. 
There are people, even on Zoom, if they could really testify and tell the truth, they do not know Jesus. They believe he exists. They believe he died for their sin. They believe he is in heaven with God, but they truly do not know him because they have not taken the time to be a Christian. They'd rather be a Christian atheist and play the game, say amen. Oh, he's really good all the time, but they don't know him. They know him intellectually from the lessons they've been taught, but they don't know him experimentally where he has made a way in their life. God wants to know you. There is a cure for the Christian atheism. And it's by sitting at the feet of Jesus uh, every day, being in relationship with him and trying to do life with Christ so we learn how to do life with one another. Let us pray. Dear Lord, forgive us for those times that we claim to believe in you. And yet, Lord, we live like we don't, you don't even exist. Give 25th Street, give everyone on this Zoom call a longing to know you, to know you more fully, to know you more intimately, not in what we say, but how we live.